Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, adventures, and ghosts. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Plumbing the Death Star. I'm Joel. I'm Jackson. And today we are joined by special guest Ben Lee. Woo! I'm here. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, I'm ready us, to ben. plumb. I'm ready to go plumbing. <laughs> ready yeah, to plumb! Rocked up in full plumbing attire, as is yeah. tradition for all of us to do. <laughs> Yeah, My grandmother always said she would be happy if there was a doctor or a plumber in the family. <laughs> and finally, I can make her proud. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's and- what this whole podcast is. It's an enterprise in making our mothers proud. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, look, we went into the arts, but technically plumbing's in the title, ah, so it's sort of a trade. Sort of sounds like a trade. <laughs> exactly. It isn't quite. Where we ask the important questions like, which Seinfeld character could you- Seamlessly replace. So we all know and love Shiny. I grew up with it. You all grew up with it. I have to assume. <laughs> um, and it's full of quite a cast of characters, quite a eclectic cast of of people. And I reckon we could slip right in there without anyone noticing. <laughs> Easily slot ourselves into that world. So obviously there's the main four characters. Yeah. You've got Jerry, Kramer, Elaine, and George. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one of them has to go. <laughs> and we will slip into their spot. Yeah. And I think that we not only will be able to do that flawlessly. Yeah. But also we'll be able to, um, like, hey, spoilers for a 25 to 30 year old finale, 20 year old finale. Yeah. We just need to avoid going to jail and we've got a better <laughs> life than the Seinfeld cast. <laughs> That's true. That is true. All right. Well, um, Okay, <laughs> you said main cast, but for some reason, the whole time I was thinking that I would like to replace Kramer's friend, Bob Sacamano, <laughs> you oh, never see. Bob but, Sacamano. Uh, he, he was the- yeah. he, he was- is he the one who kind of went nuts and, like, played Pagliacci, the clown? <laughs> yeah, I think I think <laughs> Outside so. the opera? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's Bob Sacamano. So, I guess- I, Bob Sacramento is Kramer's friend that constantly, yeah, is is up. He's done everything. I think he's had rabies. I feel like that's something I could do. Because <laughs> there's that episode where Elaine gets rabies and 
Kramer's like, that's fine, you can live with it. My friend Bob Sacramento had rabies. So do we think it's possible for me to get rabies? Surely that's something I could do in my life. In Australia, it's tricky. There'd have to be some international travel. So this is a post-Lucky D world we're living (laughs) in. Yeah, where I get on a plane and they're like, what are you so excited? What's your first uh, move where you you can travel internationally? I'm like, I'm I'm going to get bit by a fucking dog. I'm going to find a dog with rabies, get bit. So I can shame, say, seamlessly replace Bob Sacamano from Seinfeld. What a, what a long-winded entry into the arts. <laughs> yeah. That is like, that's quite an ass-backwards like, career path. <laughs> what? Let me find out if I can find out what Bob Sacamano has done, because he's done quite a lot. Okay, went yeah. to the hospital for a hernia operation. I can that's do that. Very easy, easy and easy. normal. Spent some time, got to electroshock therapy at a mental institution. I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> like you're like eh, like maybe I couldn't. Well, it's, get, it's getting trickier. The list is immediately so step yeah. two is a bit more difficult than step one. But okay, here's a question: Do I need to do these in order? Because if I uh, travel internationally to get rabies, they might just give me electroshock therapy. Because <laughs> they're like, yeah, they're, that's not really like the action of a sound mind. What else have we got here? Uh, work at a condom factory? I could do that. Easy. That's the yeah. easiest of the three. Well, probably second easiest. A hernia's in your future. <laughs> does Australia Does Australia locally produce condoms? <laughs> Great uh, question. I've do never have... met anybody even tangentially involved with the condom industry. Yeah. Um, in Australia. Well, Surely we don't get all of our condoms <laughs> internationally shipped in. <laughs> well, do we do we produce do we produce rubber? <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. Because <laughs> I, I don't know if there's rubber production in Australia. I know. Or latex. Actually, latex. Y- yeah, yeah. Latex. You've made me realize how little I know about how a condom is You are is not made. prepared for this industry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, this might be where I falter, where it's like, right, time to get a job at a condom factory. And I'm like, where the fuck do I even begin to I'm get a job? This. I'm yeah, so yeah, curious. me too. Me too. Where uh, are condoms made? Yeah. Oh, yeah. New- Jurex. New Zealand. New Zealand, New Zealand is the primary source and initial processing center for most skin condoms. What? What that the? That is. But who knew? How great is it to think every time you slip a Johnny on that that condoms <laughs> made the journey from New Zealand to Australia? That's only All the, the skin w- condoms. Now, uh, but Durex true. condoms? Yeah, Durex of Spain, uh, Thailand, and India. Yeah. Well, there you go. I saw Australia when I Googled that. Huh. Oh, did you? Oh, and only Trojans are the US ones. So if I get a pair, if I get Trojans in Australia, they've come from Wait, the Wait, I like US. you called them a pair. I like that you're buying them in twos. <laughs> yeah. Would I you like a, a box of condoms, sir? No, I just need two. Yeah, just a, a pair, pair, please. Like Thanks. socks. Yeah, now, now, Yeah, I call them now and later. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Morning and night, you know? Um, that's the condoms I need. Uh, wow, that's crazy to learn. I th- That's... Change the way I think about condoms. We are plumbing. Uh, we are plumbing. Oh, we're plumbing. What's changed the way of thinking about condoms is because you described them as morning and night. Now I've just got like a pillbox in my head and you've just got a condom in morning and night. Yeah, that's my fuck day. Yeah, I got one in the morning and then one at night. That's a nice yeah. way to do it, I guess. Is it? <laughs> Once a week, morning and night. Yeah, well, it's... I mean, there's worse ways of going about it. Um, no, that's true. So stay for two weeks uh, with Kramer. I think I could do that. I don't think oh, we'd yeah. get on each uh, other's nerves. I yeah. think that 
oh, there's a big chance that Kramer kicks you out, I reckon. What? Uh, it's hot because Kramer is either very, very, very relaxed yes. or very uptight, but in a way you're not expecting. Well, yeah, he'd also get true. you embroiled in something. There's some kind of <laughs> yeah, business yeah. plan or yeah, adventure. Yeah. You'd be like looking for lost treasure. Yeah. You know, there'll be <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah. Going on. Oh, like- man. How exhausting to get like, I'm just going to have a chill Sunday by myself. And you wake up and Kramer's like, Jackson, we got to get the lost treasure of, you know, Acapulco or whatever, and I'm like, I, Kramer, just want to eat a fucking banana and drink a goddamn cup of coffee, go away. But you can't, you know? Um, look, Jackson, you've claimed that, and Ben, you haven't met Jackson before, but mm. I will say that during lockdown last year, Jackson was reading a whole bunch of books about people that had gone on treks without telling anyone that then led to horrible feats of survival. Mm, and you true. can see that there was a glint in Jackson's eye that if he was able to travel, <laughs> he would probably just jump on a plane, go to the wilderness, yeah. and presumably die. My favorite <laughs> story, it's a real quick one, about somebody who really messed up uh, and, and in a survival situation. It was this, this, this guy in the 70s in Alaska, and he was this like big mountain of a man. He was a bit of a Lothario. He was a bit of a womanizer. And he was like, I'm going to go stay in this really remote cabin in the wilderness, like really remote. And he kind of had this idea that he could get some of the pretty ladies he worked with to come with him. And he kept on being like, hey, that remote cabin that I've booked, let's go. And they were like, no, we don't want to do that. Anyway, he did it by himself. It was just him. He gets dropped off at the cabin by a guy in a plane. The guy in the plane gets up, like leaves him. And as the plane's flying away, he's like, oh, shit, I never organized anyone to come pick me up. I just organized getting dropped off. No. And this so is real? He, it's real. And for three no. months, he was just like, I don't know what to do next. I am stranded. Uh, and then eventually he died out there because he just never organized that return trip. And I just think that's so very funny. Wow. <laughs> the so- feeling of watching that plane go and being like, Shit. Shit. It's like the it's like that I've lost my keys or I I forgot this was happening, but to the nth degree. It's incredible. Whoa. And that is an interesting story, and people yeah. will find that interesting, but Jackson is like finds it like inspiring, which is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish that I wish that were me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm an idiot that would forget to book a flight back. I but could the, do that. That's what scares me about it. That's it's so something I would do. I double book shit all the time. It feels like just the same kind of mistake. Also, it's just so it's so intense that there are still decisions you can make yeah. that are like one way decisions, like truly, True. like like that that freaks me out because we live in a world with like so many options and convenience yeah. and like yeah. change fees and rebookings and we can make it work. <laughs> yeah. But the idea that there's like wow, that is what did he start walking or anything? He well, no, so he stayed there. there for for some reason. He was like. I'll figure it out. I think. He well, he's like, a- I made the booking. I may as well make the most of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, here. Yeah. I'll, I'll enjoy I'm still gonna have a nice holiday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he, I think, apparently it was quite difficult terrain to try and get back to civilization. So I think that might have turned him off it a bit. Huh. But he, um, yeah, he spent three months there, and then he was like, I think they're really not coming back to get me. Uh oh. And then he was like, maybe I'll walk. But at that point, he was too weak, and then he just died in bed. And I think he wrote a letter where he was like, it was effectively a long-winded, poetic way of saying whoops, um, which is pretty funny. Where he's like, yeah, wow, this is uh, not how I saw myself going, but hey, there you go. Big fan that you said he decided to walk, but then he died in bed. So he des- <laughs> he clearly decided way too late. Yeah, he decided to walk to bed. Yeah. Um, 
That's it. And who walk. was running the Airbnb? Like, who did the new little soaps and changed the towels and sheets after each guest? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That would have been a shock to come in and be like, did nobody pick this guy up? I also no. think it's so funny that he didn't come back after three months, the allotted time he'd given, and no one was like, where is he? They were just Why? like, thank God that doofus is gone. <laughs> yeah, we his- hated that fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, with his crazy cabin plan. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Wild. Um, uh, Selling replica Russian hats made of rat fur. I could do that. That's easy. I reckon you'd be the person that tries to convince everyone that rat fur is the way of the future. I think what really is wrong with rat fur, to be honest. And you've got a little bit of a Rasputin thing going on. I do a little bit. I'm a bit Rasputin-y, yeah. Yeah. Um, Are you going to use that to claim that it's authentic Russian fur? They're authentic Russian rat hats and I'm Rasputin is what I'll be saying to people. (laughs) Risen from the grave, Rasputin, buy my hat. Um, But genuinely, rat fur is soft, right? (laughs) I've never never been that involved with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I did once I did once remove a rat from our house that we because we live in LA, we have a house sort of it's like in the canyon, so there's a lot of yeah. trees and stuff around and um and there was a we 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 saw a rat. My wife saw a rat running across the kitchen one day and I, yeah. I was like, oh no, and it ran behind the refrigerator. And I was like, okay, well there's nowhere it can go from behind there. So I, I rem- pulled the refrigerator out. And the rat had wedged itself behind the piping because, you know, it's hot. They love. Oh, like, yeah, so. yeah. And so I put um, dishwashing gloves on yeah. and Oof. just pulled it by its tail <laughs> um, and was holding this, like, giant I didn't think, realize oh, it could have God. swung around and, um, and bit me or something. Yeah. But I was sort of like, what do I do with it now? And yeah. so I just, at a very instinctive level, I just... <laughs> Walked outside and flung it over the neighbors. <laughs> but I didn't get a good gaze at how soft the fur was. That was a long uh, way yeah. of saying that. Yeah, that's incredible. But that is exactly the instinct. You're like, I guess I'm just throwing it. I don't know. Yeah, you're like anywhere, but anywhere but my house, basically. <laughs> yeah, is fine. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. This is just another rat story that's unrelated. That's good. But that just reminded me with the refrigerator and the heat. I was working at my job and we had like a guy come out and look at our coffee machine and he was like, yeah, I just came from the most fucked up job I've ever done. And I was like, oh, like what happened? And he was like, yeah, so there was a coffee machine that I was servicing and they were like, it's not working. Like it's not getting power. Everything. We don't know what's going on. And he was like, oh yeah, I'll take a look at it. And he took like undid the uh, side panel with a screwdriver and oh, like no. lifted it a little bit and then was like closed it and just turned to the person that was running the store and was like, get everyone out. <laughs> and the guy was like, what? And he was like, trust me, you're not going to want any customers to see this. Oh, my God. And um, yeah, so they had to get people out of the cafe. Wow. And then when the guy apparently like pulled down the thing, there was just a huge rat that had just died. In the coffee machine. In the, in the coffee machine. Oh. So there was just, it was like squashed. So what had happened was the rat had gone looking for heat and, um, yeah, pressed up against the wrong thing. The coffee machine had electrocuted it. and then That is insane. And he was like, yeah, that smell that's filling the cafe. That you're like, oh, the coffee machine's making a burning smell. That's actually the smell of a rat cooking. That is... I I can't even... How many people had rat coffees before they realized? Yeah, that's horrific. 
That's so intense. Oh my God. And now a quick word from our sponsors. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Also, plumbing is sick as cream and all, but did you know that we produce at least eight other podcasts? Like, maybe you're looking for the podcast equivalent of having the flu and then taking too much cough syrup accidentally and then driving a car. Well, then why not listen to BigSoftTD.png, a nightmare comedy podcast by comedians Tom Walker and Demi Lardner that's far better than it is any right to be. All right, l- one more Bob Sacamano thing that I should try and emulate, <laughs> yep. all right? Yep, yep. So, this is, okay, in ep- season eight, episode 14, the Van Buren boys, <laughs> yep. Kramer tells the Bob Sacamano story, okay? Uh-huh. Where he's on a plane with Bob and realizes he has to return a pair of pants. He goes down to the subway and after deciding the train is taking too long, sprints down the tunnel but trips, falls into a puddle, ruining the pants he was about to return. When Elaine asks what he was going to wear on the way back, Kramer remarks she's missing the point because he never got there. And when asked why it's called the Bob Sacramento story, he responds (laughs) that he was on the phone with him at the beginning of the story. (laughs) So so I guess I could be on the phone to Kramer before he ruins some pants. And he could call it the Jackson Bailey story to Elaine, and she could be like, why is it the Jackson Bailey story? And he could be like, I'm on the phone to Jackson at the start. Uh, so I will say, mm-hmm. you, you've you gone safe here, because yeah. we no one ever sees Bob, so mm-hmm. the very obvious change, well, potentially the obvious change in appearance won't throw anyone. Yeah. Uh, Maybe his- I look exactly like Bob Sacramento looks, <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> Second yeah. thing is all of his horrible, stupid stories. Are, mm. Like, I know your terrible, stupid stories of, like, plain incompetence or when you think you've had, like, a galaxy brain decision, but it has yeah. been something that has only made your own life worse. Like, mm-hmm. you know... The fact that you lived in your boss's garage for three years. Yeah. Well, that wasn't a decision I thought was clever. That wasn't me being like, I figured it out. This yeah. is the my genius strategy. That would be more like when I mixed uh, uh, cold drip coffee and Coca-Cola because I thought it would taste good. That's sort of more of a galaxy brain idea. Spoiler yeah. alert, it, it did not. Yeah. yeah. All of these things, like, I think that you could replace Bob and no one would blink an eye. I don't even think Kramer would notice. No. But I think you're right. In, in a way, it's a safe choice. In a way, it doesn't really count, does it? Because I'm not... Uh, yeah, I, I played it safe. I played it safe. That's fair. See, I'm going to go like swing for the fences yeah. a far bigger way. Because right. I think I can replace George Costanza. That's a massive claim. It's a massive claim in terms of self-hatred and feelings <laughs> yeah. of failure. It's No, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. you mix George's self-failure and loathing mm. with my unearned confidence. I reckon <laughs> we're going to get a much better character. <laughs> and I don't think I'm going to jail. That's Oh, yeah, that's true. That Yeah, prison is not in your future. Well, okay, I'm trying to think of some classic George Costanza moments. Um, what about when I George... I would be sad that my wife died, so yeah, that will be fair. one big change. <laughs> Would you would you masturbate over a luxury women's brand magazine yeah, on your parents' couch? That is a huge first question. Um, I don't think so. At least not as a grown adult man. Um, surely, I mean, like, I first started masturbating to Victoria's Secrets, so surely there would be some yeah, element no, of nostalgia like, to you, you know? <laughs> You've been like, parents' couch. Um, <laughs> Let's do this for all time's sake. (laughs) Let's wind back the clock 15 years. (laughs) Even that feels not long enough. Like, I'm 30. 15 years still doesn't feel like further enough back to be like, yeah, this is a good idea. (laughs) Yeah, well, there you go. That's a tricky one. But no one's seeing that, so it's fine. But yeah, but no, but see, Estelle Costanza's got to come in and catch you if you're properly replacing George. But she just comes in and catches you standing there staring at the, the <laughs> women's magazines being like, hmm, I will we not once, masturbate. We, we once had, there was a teenager um, from our street who put up yeah. notes, notes around or something saying like, can walk your dogs for, you know, a few bucks a day or whatever. We're like, oh, let's help him out. Let's give him some, yeah. you know. So he would let himself in and out of our house and um, take the dog for a walk. It was really, he did it for years. Really nice. And we had a Helmut Newton book, which was sort of like f- just fashion photography, but there were definitely nudes in it. Yeah. and uh, But black and white, pretty classy, mm. like not, yeah. just like in terms of like by that time already what he probably could have found on his phone. (laughs) It was pretty tame stuff. And um, I remember me and my wife were coming home one day and I walked in first. And look, it's not, it's not even like something I saw. It's just, I instinctively knew what was happening. (laughs) And he was sort of like sitting on the entryway coffee table and he had the book open. On the coffee table? I just, well, it was a low coffee table. And uh, (laughs) I, I, I just closed the door, walked out and started making sounds. Like, you know, when you like, you realize someone didn't hear you coming and you start going like, 
Bob, where are the keys? Where are the, you know, like, like you're trying to, and, uh, and also just to protect him from, because whatever psychological damage oh, might yeah. happen from me walking in, it would be worse <laughs> if like an adult woman walked in, you know? Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> if an adult woman walks in and you get kind of like a shriek or a scream, I think that would make me impotent for life. Yeah. Or, oh, yeah. or it builds a, like a, perversion that oh, you, yeah. you would I'm just be recreating or- that forever you know it's like, yeah. like never quite the same after that like and it was <laughs> yeah. weird because he's it was totally natural like he's a teenage boy there was a sort of yeah. sexy art book there um and he thought he was alone so you know why not man have yeah you know have, have your moment Take a moment. Take a quiet moment. That's what Oprah calls me time, you know? Um, but but it just, I, we just couldn't quite, it, it just wasn't the same. It felt like it was like one of those coming of age moments. So pardon the pun. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just felt like now you're a man. Yeah. yeah. I'm always so scared because like my partner is going into work during lockdown and I'm staying here mm. to do this for work. Mm. Uh, and sometimes in the middle of the day, I will get horny. I'm human. And sometimes I'm like, or even toward the end of the day. And I'm like, what have I, what have I masturbated? But then like, I'm so concerned that I'll be masturbating as my partner comes home from work. And somehow I think getting caught by her, even though we have been in a relationship for like 15 years, would somehow be so much worse than a stranger. Do you know what I mean? Somehow oh, it would just be like, yeah, but that's an know. easy save. That's like, that's like, you're like, <laughs> I miss I'm, you. I'm ready for you, baby. I've been She's ready. Like, I, I'm, ju- I'm, I just <laughs> got home from work. <laughs> Jackson, you're halfway I w- done. <laughs> you know? I feel like getting caught masturbating on a, a low coffee table reading an art book at Ben Lee's house is significantly worse than your partner coming home and being like, oh, you're jerking off. Okay. I've seen that before. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Something yeah. about it scary for me. Uh, I would, uh, yeah, look, I'm I'm sure that our listeners are all, all on mine and Ben's side of like, Jackson, it's actually pretty normal, so fucking relax. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Okay, what about this George Costanza situation? Yep, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. On you, me. Ha- you have been fired from your job, okay? Yep. But to Hard you to it imagine. is- Yeah, sure. But it, it, to you, <laughs> you believe it is unjust, okay? Uh-huh. That sounds more accurate. So instead of going gracefully into that good night, you uh-huh. refuse to leave your office or your workplace until they try and smoke you out, basically. <laughs> you hunk it down in your office. They make it as unpleasant for you as possible to be there, but you just refuse to leave. You just keep coming back to work like you've not been fired. What? What do you? Could you do that? I might be mixing uh, two I George would... Costanza situations there, but whatever. You're getting the double whammy. Yeah, the, the the pure George Costanza experience. Yeah. See, I can imagine a tantrum. Sure. But I think my tantrum would probably involve... I mean, it would be... If I'm not getting paid to go to work, I'm not going to work. Yeah, okay. F- fired or otherwise. Are you crazy to pick George Costanza, then? Because George Costanza lives and dies by the principle of the thing, and you don't seem yeah, to give a shit either way. So No, no, no. See, I just have... I think I just have, like, different... Jackson... Mm. You know me. I, I, I do. I'm a I'm a die by the sword man. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah, die yeah. on everything. I won't I won't There's... live by it, but I'll die by <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Fuck living by the sword, but I'll fucking die by it. Yeah, yeah. I've never met a hill too small to uh, to yeah. not hang on. What am I trying to say? You know what I mean. <laughs> I, Everyone, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But you, it sounds like in this situation, you would just be like, "Well, I've been fired. Have a good time. Catch you around." 
see you, you know, smell you later or whatever. So I don't know. I, I ain't saying you're failing, but it sounds like you're failing a little bit to seamlessly mm, replace but hey, in a In a meta sense, in a meta yeah. sense, isn't failing at being George Costanza <laughs> truer <laughs> to the spirit of That's replacing true. George Costanza? <laughs> I failed at being myself, Jerry! <laughs> <laughs> I can't even be George! Yeah, damn. Which, isn't that a fucking plot point in yeah. Seinfeld? When Jerry's making his show, Does isn't George like, you got a character based on me, but it's not me? Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Isn't that a thing that happens? Isn't that a thing that happens? Or am Can I making we get, that up? Just as a test, Dusha, can we get you to say it was meant to be the summer of Dusha, please? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the inflection. It was meant to be the summer of Dusha! Yeah. <laughs> It was meant to be the summer of Dusha. Yeah, beautiful. That does sound yeah, pretty good, do. to be honest. That does, mm. yeah, may, maybe I, maybe we give it to you. <laughs> maybe you can replace um, George Costanza. Incredibly yeah. unsuccessful in love. I mean, I am single. True, but goes on a billion dates. George Costanza is never not dating a beautiful woman, really. Um, <laughs> which is yeah, sort of sort of a strange trick of George oh, Costanza. I can, I, can, I can pass as art vandalay. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> it's brave to say that you could pass at a character's like non de plume like as the, as their their alter ego or whatever. But yeah, for sure. I think that you think being George is way harder than it's actually gonna be. That's Yelling fair. in a cafe diner, easy. <laughs> I mean classic classic George thing to say. Really? Yeah, absolutely. To be like, it's it's easy. How could it be difficult? <laughs> and then when you fail at it, that's somehow even that you've kind of uh, almost uh, 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 like ensured your own victory by being George because you win either way. <laughs> yeah. Jackson, how hard could it be? He's a balding loser. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. All right, yeah, look. Okay, I think you could probably seamless. It's crazy. Normally we do a seamlessly replace episode. We all struggle, but you have... Slotted right into being George Costanza with nary a problem. <laughs> I think the only issue is yeah. I probably do end up in jail somehow. I'm yes, like, that oh, guy's yeah, a yeah. piece of shit. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> dog. Yeah, I'm um, I'm gonna really swing for the fences with mine. So we'll <laughs> oh, see. I'm yeah. just, I'm oh, going yeah. with my gut. I'm going with my gut though. I don't remember uh-huh, all the uh-huh, details, uh-huh. but yeah. the general principle, I. Would like to be Peterman. Oh yeah, <laughs> Joe Peterman. Yes. Oh yeah. And, All right. <laughs> and let me give you. Let me let me outline the basic logic before sure. we delve into the details. I see him as someone who lives so fully immersed within his own mythology, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and and the sense of drama around his own life and adventures. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yet. And so fails to sort of see how boring he is. Yeah. <laughs> and how boring he even might appear to other people. Yeah, so something in that. I, I think he's much more handsome than I am, but but I, oh, I, I think posh. But but I think there's a I, I think there's a reliance on charisma and a sort of mm-hmm. like just a, a, a yeah, just a delusional sense of heroism. <laughs> <laughs> do do you think like Jay Peterman, you could find yourself like uh, completely abandoning your job and ending up in exotic locations, calling up oh. Elena, being like, <laughs> "Oh, I've done that." I mean, I've, I've, <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, like that. That to me is like that's that's the easiest bit. Like, I think, I think the, I think I relate to the, uh, just the the whims and the adventurousness of like, and the and the sort of self belief required 
oh, to yeah. abandon everything because <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's incredibly privileged, and that's something yeah. that I don't think I realized growing up that like mm. the kind of confidence you have to have to radically change path. For you know, sure. it, it's it's generally afforded to people. It's generally afforded to white males, basically. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, yeah. and like you don't yeah. realize that growing up, too. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, what do you think if you you left, say, you know, for I forget why Peterman leaves, but let's say it's a, a sojourn in the Congo, and you return to discover <laughs> that Elaine has introduced the urban sombrero to the fashion world. <laughs> <laughs> How would you feel about that? What what kind of a mood would that put you in? I quite yeah, like not- the urban sombrero personally. I think that's a great <laughs> idea. But <laughs> yeah, I think I think one of the things I relate to about Peterman is that he um there's the also the obsessive need for control in an unrealistic <laughs> way and taking that as an like if I'm collaborating with someone and yeah. they don't psychically understand all of my needs and meet them. I am I take it as like a betrayal of the highest level. I was like, how could you use that snare sound? Don't you know what my values are? Don't you know who I am? Oh, that snare sound. Oh, you hate me. Oh, that's cool to know. Yeah, great. That's exactly. awesome to learn. Exactly. So an urban sombrero would probably be similar. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> you look in a lane like, what, how did you think this was a good idea? Which yeah. is what Jay Peterman does. That's very yeah. fair. Very accurate. Just a couple of things that happens. Mm-hmm. He he gets really worried about Elaine because mm-hmm. she he overhears a conversation between Kramer and Elaine and he mistakes it for drug slang and he mm-hmm. was addicted to opium. So he's like, yeah. when I was in Burma, I got addicted to opium. I can see the signs, Elaine. I'm going to let <laughs> you go until you sort that out, even though she was never... Never on opium, yeah, yeah. But well, what a good boss that he's like, my employee's on opium, <laughs> and he's not like, how? He's like, I get it. You take the time you need. Yeah, and also, like, if you have to have a story about being a recovering drug addict, opium is perhaps oh, one of the classiest, <laughs> most exotic. You know, it's not like he was into, like, ice or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> opium is, though, it's the classy narcotic. That's yeah. so true. <laughs> Oh, I forgot that his response to the urban sombrero was to just be like, the horror, the horror. <laughs> so, he watches movies. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, you got any other J. Peterman uh, uh, escapades for us to see if we can replicate? A lot of <laughs> a lot of the stories highlighted here aren't mm. like Jake Peterman stories that were like, <laughs> J. Peterman was around when this happened. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Well, that's me. I'm like the Forrest Gump of indie rock. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm like, I, I started to realize that, like, my stories, people are, like, over time, less and less impressed by them because they just assume that they're going to be sort of uh, marvelous and bizarre. And, like, yeah. you know, I, I could, I'll drop things in conversation like that. Robbie Williams' song "Kids" with Kylie Minogue came on the radio yeah. the other day. I was like, "Oh, you know that lyric in there? That's actually about me." And um, <laughs> and, and people, my friends, just look at me like, "Yeah, sure, okay, yeah, you know, okay. uh, that, that's my Peterman side, you know." <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, that is that has see that's that's both Jay Peterman, but also if you're like that, also sounds very similar to the life that Kramer lives. Yeah, yeah that's true. 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 That's true. This song's about me, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but don't you feel like with with Kramer, he's sort of 
either not lying, but like in fantasy. Yes, Whereas Peterman sure. seems to have actually lived this life <laughs> that even though he like ascribes a type of poetry to it that probably doesn't need to be mm. there, it does seem like he actually was there probably for all these That's events. true. That's true. Whereas yeah. with Kramer, when, when... you're like, what are you talking about? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And often you'll well... see that with Kramer where he will be like, this is a thing that happened. Like he'll be like, George, go down to the optometrist, mention my name, you get 30% off. And yes. he does, and the guy's like, what? What are you doing? I'm not going to give you 30% off. But then exactly. you do find out that Kramer did get him off sugar. So look, yeah, they're, they're, but I know what you mean. There's an element of fantasy to everything he brings up. But Jay Peterman has been in Burma on opium you know that for a fact <laughs> well yeah, i guess like so yeah uh jay peterman or ben lee is playing honest yeah. kramer what if kramer was always telling the truth <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean the kramer thing is the kramer thing is um it's so funny because it touches on i think the reason we all love kramer is he's sort of like you know he's got these incredibly eccentric ideas and he does start them all, but they never. I mean, I love oh, yeah. that that there was that just classic scene where he wants to do the you know the sauna in his apartment, mm. <laughs> and um and you know he has the bet with Jerry about is he going to do it, and then he comes back in and he says no the bet's off I don't want to do it, and Jerry's <laughs> like yeah I, well I won. And Kramer's like, no, what do you mean? The bet's off. I didn't want to. And Jerry's like, that was the bet, whether you wanted to do it or not. And that, I think we all identify with just that sense of like, I don't know, like the way that our fantasies about who we are can change on a dime. Absolutely. And what we want to be and the kind of, the kind of goals we have. It's, it's embarrassing as humans, the way we, (laughs) the way we flip flop on our sort of moral compass and our, our goals and our dreams and all that, you know. It's embarrassing even to have an idea, I think. (laughs) (laughs) To ever have an idea and suggest it is humiliating. That's true. You know, that's the, one of my favorite lines from Seinfeld is um, when Someone offers Jerry tickets to something. He has to the opera to see Mel Tomeas. And he's like, what do I want to go watch a man sing? It's embarrassing. (laughs) I love that line because it's so, that whole show is so emotionally shut down. It's got, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's got absolutely no grounding in like tenderness or something. Oh, and to no. me, that that line just sums up the whole thing. That, like <laughs> if you if you basically take humans down to their like raw ingredients, that like that is a man standing on a stage stage making silly sounds come out of his mouth. He's like, yeah. Ugh, it's we are an embarrassment. We are embarrassing. It's yeah. true. Well, now I'm conflicted because yeah. first the speech like of like. Yeah. Thinking is embarrassing. Mm. Thinking is embarrassing, Jerry. You can imagine yeah. Kramer saying that. But then, yeah. now you flipped it, Ben, that's and now you're sounding like Jerry. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, look, we've all got these, you know, we've got the, I think we all, we all fancy ourselves Jerry because, mm. you know, Jerry, it always works out for. And he's Jerry, even like, yeah. he's even Steven. And even Jerry also, like, he's generally the one to leave people heartbroken. And he's like, yeah, yeah, he can't settle down, but it's sort of by his own choice and his own shortcomings. Whereas, you know, Kramer, like that's, I I had that realization semi-recently that like, I fancy myself Jerry, but to others, I'm probably more Kramer. I'm like, yeah, like (laughs) we all think, we think we're the center of a story. That's yeah, you know, yeah. But well, we're see, actually characters interfering in other people's stories. 
It's funny because I think that I think of myself as a Kramer, but I imagine I'm more like a Newman to most people. Oh, that's even that's even a level down there. Yeah. I think I'm the wacky friend, the sort of manic pixie dream friend, but in reality, I'm a sort of loathed toad man who's more of a hindrance on people's lives than uh, the other way around. But we do have these realizations. It's true. Well. Ben, I mean, you were saying, like, you called yourself the Forrest Gump of indie rock, but that also, you could be the Kramer of indie rock. I mean, like, all through the 90s and the 2000s, up until now. I don't know why I didn't just say from the 90s to present. (laughs) Like, every moment that's just you bursting through the door briefly. (laughs) Yeah, man. Interacting with people. I know, and I think that's kind of like, I sort of come to realize that, that, like, in a way... Being an artist, like really Kramer is the only artist on the show. Oh, for sure. He's the only yeah. person who is inventing the rules as they go. Everyone mm. else is obsessed with the right and the wrong way to do things. Yeah. And I think we love Kramer because like he's actually, he's like a beat. You know what I mean? He's yeah. like, he's a guy who's in the moment <laughs> and who's like with yeah. all its flaws. And I think the job of the artist in society is to be the Kramer. Like yeah, we're, the, we're like the upsetter who's meant to come in and go, <laughs> Hey, you know reality as you see it? Have you ever looked at it this totally other way? And yeah. it's, it's infuriating and it's aspirational. Every artist or the idea of the artist, the, the platonic idea of the artist is eating from the fridge of the platonic idea of every <laughs> <Yes>. other industry. <laughs> it's true. It's true. We're we- nothing sacred. Nothing yeah. sacred to us. We have no boundaries. You got any ham? You know, yeah. that's just what we're all saying. <laughs> and, we're, and we're presumptuous. Like, the way that Kramer assumes that he can cross all these boundaries and borrow clothes and eat food and mm. whatever it is, it's like that is a little bit the way, like, artists, like, we plunder rational thought and we plunder normal society. And, like, it's, it's pretty crazy. Like, if you put on the radio, you'll have um, – you know, you'll hear a, a singer who you're mm-hmm. minding your own business, you're getting through your day, and then there'll be like a singer unloading their darkest sexual <laughs> desires onto you. It's like, how dare you interrupt me in this way? With what, you know, it's like the dog walker, like, you know, opening the Helmut Newton book in my entryway. In your um, house, on your coffee table. Yeah, it's just, yeah, he was an artist. That's what we didn't realize yeah. at the time. He True. was an artist. Yeah. How is that any different from turning on the radio in the mid-2000s and Trent Reznor's telling you he wants to what? Exactly. Like an animal? Exactly. We need it. We need it. We do. We all need a Kramer in our lives, and I think that's beautiful. You know, yeah, yeah. I look, Ben. Unfortunately, after recording this podcast, I will never be able to stop thinking about you as Kramer in the music industry. <laughs> just <laughs> constant, just there, yeah, achieving heaps, yeah. just like bursting in at periods of time. Everyone's like, "Did that happen? Like, is this a real thing?" I know, totally. <laughs> like, it's really funny. I do feel like that. Like, I feel a bit like. Whenever I see, like, lists of, like, I don't know, like, songs or artists or something, like, I'm very rarely on them in relation to (laughs) how much, you know, actual success and influence I have had in the industry. But I think it's because... I require a list entirely of my own. Like, like my, my, my entries don't really correlate with anybody else's, so it's very hard to compare them. You know? <laughs> it's 
For sure. A <laughs> hundred achievements by Ben Lee in the music industry. Yeah, let's rank them. <laughs> yeah. But again, that's a very Kramer or Peterman-esque way yeah, of thinking oh, yeah. about my own career. <laughs> Peterman running an article about his own successes also oh, feels yeah. like a yes. Peterman thing to do. Yeah. I mean, now we're into like Kanye territory. You know? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of similarities between Peterman and Kanye. We have to admit well, that. Well, <laughs> Ben, like, I mean, like, we're of the age, we remember you claiming that that you are you were the greatest Australian songwriter of all time. Like mm. that was in the I was, think I was a teenager when that yeah, happened. So it stuck with me or something. Yeah, yeah. it's so funny because like my wife had always heard those stories and she didn't understand it. And now she's been living in Australia for a year and she totally gets it. She's like, <laughs> yeah. oh my god, everyone puts themselves down so much in Australia. Like you can be in like the coolest scene of like musicians or artists everyone's like oh i don't know yeah this one's kind of okay it's like and so you can start understanding the impulse of why it almost seems like um you know it's like an artistic challenge to brag Mm, and to like rub people the wrong way in that sense you know (laughs) it is yeah i feel i mean it's funny to do either way i mean Mm. to claim that potentially plumbing the death star is Australia's most hated podcast. Yeah, successes on our side. It's fun. It's fun to say. Fun Do you guys say do. that? Do you guys say that? Really? Oh yeah, we love yeah. to introduce ourselves as Australia's most hated. Oh, that's podcast. great. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's also true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> I can't stop imagining Jay Peterman saying, "Elaine, I am the greatest musician of all time." <laughs> it's so easy to picture. <laughs> well, I think. Yeah. I think when it comes, it's come down to it, we've all picked people that we mm. can uh, seamlessly replace. But unfortunately, in classic Seinfeld, you know, this is basically would be an episode of fucking Absolutely. Seinfeld. Because, Jackson, you've picked someone you aspire to be, but really, you're a Newman. Yeah, uh, I know. At my core, <laughs> I'm a Newman. It's true. Ben, you've always been worried that maybe you're not a Kramer, but we're here to tell you today that you are a Kramer. <laughs> and I don't know what I learned, but I'm signing off the episode, which is a very Jerry thing to do. <laughs> so I guess it turns out I've been a Jerry the this whole time. time. Wow. <laughs> and on that note, I've been Joel. I've been Jackson. I've been Ben. And Ben, you have just released a new single for an upcoming album. So let's let's talk it, because we've never... Had anyone promote something that is a commercial single on the show before? <laughs> yeah. And that's very exciting for you yeah. and for us. Oh, it's a whole new chapter for you guys. I just yeah, can't, I so. can't wait for you guys to be having more single promotion in your future. Um, it's really going to just open things up. I think so. Yeah, yeah, and I've got a single out called Born for This Bullshit, and um, which is a very, you know, Kramer uh, yeah. concept. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the, I did an incredible video for it with this director, Byron Spencer. A Sydney director and artist, and um, you should check it out. It's bizarre and wonderful, and the album's called I'm Fun, and it's coming out next year. That's exciting. And yeah. if you're listening to this podcast, and you like podcasts, and you liked Ben Lee on this podcast, Ben Lee earlier this year was on Total Reboot, which is part of the Sands Pants Radio Network. Go listen to that episode, because, Ben, you tell a lot more stories than that about your life, and they're all fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> in a good way, in a good way. Yeah, Giddy yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, dickhead, are you thirsty for more Sans Pants? Let us shoot our long, hot ropes of content right into your gaping ear holes. Head to sanspantsradio.com to check out all 26 of our public podcasts and become a member of Sans Pants Plus to check out 20 more bonus shows and bonus feeds. That's sanspantsradio.com. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.